0: Hey, this is Sandy and Randy, and we're here on AT Corner.
1: Being an athlete trainer comes with ups and downs, and we're here to showcase it all.
0: Join us as we share our world in sports medicine.
1: Welcome back to another episode of AT Corner. For our story episode this week, we are going to be talking about one of the most important pieces when you start working with other human beings, and that is
0: communication.
1: Communication. I
0: feel like it's that buzzword. I think we talked about this before that buzzword where people are like, "What is your communication style?" Uh, yeah. Or I've
1: actually gotten that on an interview. I was times. actually
0: going to ask you that in this episode yeah if you have.
1: Yeah, I have gotten actually a few times in an interviews like, How, "What's my communication style?"
0: But I feel like beyond that, also I feel like everyone's like, "Oh yeah, have good communication." Yep. I have good communication and it's like, "What does that actually mean?" What does that mean? <laughs> So I kind of broke it up into many different sections. Um it's kind of broad. Okay. I started with just in general how many sports you work with because I feel like it's very different to work with just one group versus yeah. multiple groups. Yeah. Um or even like different. Um ha- if you uh talk to head coach versus assistant coaches mm-hmm. or how you structure that. So the number of sports um also communication for injuries Mm -hmm. because that's something we have to do all the time and working with coaches working with admin a little bit and then also just staying organized and like calendar we go into calendars and stuff like that um but yeah it's kind of it's kind of like a a broad topic nice which i feel like communication kind of is
1: oh for sure 100 percent
0: so, first thing I wanted to start with was, like I said before, the the how many sports you work with. Yeah. I know I want to get your perspective on this because you used to work with just one sport team.
1: I've slowly been increasing <laughs> the sports that I work with, the number of sports I work with. Right. Yes.
0: How many sports do you have now?
1: So now, I mean just solely that like I oversee, I think it's about 6. Okay. I think I have 6 sports that I solely like oversee. Like then, six teams? Yeah, six teams. Okay. And then, well, no, because no, cause some of them are men's and women. Right now, I have to count it out. Let's see, I got men's and women's basketball, men's and women's volleyball, men's and women's uh, water polo, and then men's and women's swim. It's like eight. Yeah. I ran eight
0: that's that's all i mean then you share I some. badminton
1: but yeah i never see badminton
0: and track kind of Te-
1: technically on paper but i i it where i'm at in the the gym athletic training room none of them are ever going to come in right they're going to go to the uh the athletic training room in the stadium which mm-hmm. is like right there for them so mm-hmm. that makes sense yeah but yeah so
0: yeah hey well, we have just one main atr so and we have twenty-two sports. We're Randy and I are both in community college, um, different community colleges, but, uh, the two that we have twenty-two sport teams at my college, and Same. we kind of split it, um, where in the fall, at least this year, mm-hmm. I'm just primarily football, and I kind of like jump in with yeah. some of the other sports, but then, and then all three of us, because there's three athletic trainers, mm-hmm. all three of us work with both basketballs but we have like point of contact Mm -hmm. and then in the spring we have um we have a lot of sports in the spring but i i don't think we're doing we're gonna try this this season just trying to split the sports kind of um like kind of a generic oh like evenly right
1: like like just everyone's kind of sharing it
0: right for the most part nice Makes for better work-life balance.
1: Yeah, yeah, it does. That's true. That's what it. That is what they say when you switch to like a medical model.
0: Is that what that is? That's
1: that can be a part of a medical model. I don't think it's like it definitely has to be. I think some places. I mean, I don't know. I haven't been into a medical model just from what I've heard.
0: I thought medical model was more. um, Your boss is the. That Mm -hmm.
1: is the uh, like in general, but Mm -hmm. a part of that is like, oh well, you you don't necessarily necessarily have to have a team. Mm-hmm. Right, like if you are not there that day, oh, this person can take over. So, mm-hmm. so I've heard that as being a possibility of a benefit of the medical model. Hmm. Yeah, you are right. I mean, yeah. it is under you are under a medical professional I think as the, your boss. I think
0: the point of contact really helps because then the coaches yes. know who to contact. Yes, and like any one of us can take like whatever, mm-hmm. um, like take on the insurance claim or like yeah. working with that athlete or whatever. But I think the point of contact is really important to for sure. sharing. Yeah, for sure. But some people just work with a bunch of sports on their own.
1: That's true. That's the reality of at least for sure the high school in uh in And Cal- community college. California. Yeah, that's right. true. And in right. community college too.
0: So I did ask this on our story and it was a slider and the average was actually most people had just under 10 sports. Oh, okay. That they were kind of right, like. Sweet. Right around <laughs> the average. Look at that. Look at that. So Stephen T said, I have done a lot of sports, but now I have just one. I am confused, in a good way, only having one team to worry about. I'm able to focus more closely on the athlete and the main injuries you see in that sport instead of just reacting to what's in front of me.
1: Yeah, I feel that. It it is nice having one sport. I do do miss part of that Mm
0: -hmm. because,
1: yeah, you just, first of all, you become... That sports athletic trainer, if that makes sense,
0: right, right, right.
1: Like you become like if you work baseball, you are now a baseball athletic trainer. Right, <laughs> right. It, right, it right. happens, uh-huh. right. So, um, but no, I do miss that. Like you just have one team to think about, one set of athletes to worry about. On the draw, on the flip side, though, now there's like coach is going to be just you got to interact with coach a lot about right, like right. S- especially about certain athletes. Mm-hmm. Right. I remember when like I knew if it was a certain athlete that was coming in, I knew probably in about five minutes, coach is going to come in with that (laughs) panicked look. Right. And even if I tell, tell him what's going on, I'm going to have a phone call 20 minutes later. Mm -hmm. Okay. So what does it look like? What's going on? I'm like, Mm -hmm. we'll get coach. We'll get there. (laughs) I haven't, I haven't even started treatment yet. Just we'll get there. Right. So, I mean, that is, that is the flip side of that double-edged sword.
0: Yeah. I mean I haven't really worked with one sole team. I think the closest would be football. But yeah. I mean, really at the community college you're working football but you're also jumping into some of the other sports. Yeah, for sure. So I feel like I feel like right now I'm the closest I will be to mm-hmm. working ever one team. Yeah. Um, but even with that, like football is the beast and yes. you know, each I look at each position group as a different team. I mean, That's luckily, they're on the same schedule, which is nice. Like, yeah. for the most part, you know, weights are at this time, meetings are at this time. Yeah. But That's I nice. have, like, my my head coach and then my defensive coordinator. I have my offensive lineman coach I ha- and yeah. the assistant coach over there. And then I have, like, the DBs and, you know, like, yeah. just, like, the different position groups that I have to talk. And it's not just, like, one coach per mm-hmm. position group, especially, like, from where i was to where i am now like yeah. it's it's a lot different yeah um knowing like where how the hierarchy is and like also who is um who's been there a long time yeah. or like who's full-time and who's like more of an assistant role and so it's kind of like juggling that it's it's like ju- juggling multiple teams but it's For sure. also one
1: <laughs> well that was just like uh uh like, work when, when I work track, I mean, without the, you know, collisions and, you know, all the things football you know, entails. You know. But it's true. It was like there were basically five different teams all wrapped up in one, except for they definitely aren't just one team because weights wasn't like that.
0: Oh, weights!
1: They all had their own weights time, mm-hmm. right? Like... The thing with track is because it's so like it is an individual sport, but also a team sport kind mm-hmm, of thing mm-hmm. is each event thinks they're the more important event. Oh, yeah. So they're going to do their own thing relative to whatever anyone else is doing. So that's how you end up with a schedule where, oh, well, this team's going at th- or this group's going at this time. Uh, now this team, this group's <laughs> going at this time. This day they have weights. So it it is a lot of because it is like truly five different teams at that point. So,
0: right, right. So this next one's anonymous. They said, I work with a hockey team and it's the sole team I work with. The core staff is myself, head coach, assistant coach, and equipment manager. I usually just update coaches in person, but I also send out an injury report with a list of current injuries and any problems you guys might have. We are affiliated with an NHL organization and have players affiliated with them on my team. Since they are affiliated, I have to report to their head athletic trainer as well. I have a really good relationship with them and include her on the IR email that I send every day. I also call and text her for more serious things. She then communicates with her organization, which is much larger than mine, on any current injuries down here that could affect guys being called up on that team. We had an incident last week where we had a player injure his wrist but played through the whole game. I let her know that night about what was going on and how he was doing. That next day, the coaching staff wanted to get called up to play on that team if his wrist was feeling good enough to do so. I communicated with them the whole time how I didn't think so and the decision was eventually made not to bring him in. In the past, though, if there wasn't that communication, they would have no idea what was going on on my side, and it could turn into a real mess really quickly. Luckily, it turned out well,
1: Ooh, I never thought of that not hmm. like like uh like that kind of like minor league system kind of thing like you know the 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 big club doesn't necessarily know what's happening unless right. you have that kind of communication, so they just right. bring somebody you don't know, right. you don't know their what injuries they've been going through, Ooh, so that's true. I haven't even thought of that.
0: Mm -hmm. we'll go into this a little bit more but like on my injury report i have two sections and actually no one no one brought this up i don't know if anyone else does this um but i have two sections i have like my main injury report and then down below Mm -hmm. i have and i I think i'm going to rename it because right now it just says minor injuries uh things to keep on your radar
1: Mm -hmm.
0: um and they're and they're color-coded so they're all green like i'm not worried about these but just to keep on your radar in case they get bigger um but I don't, I'm not ready to put them on like the injury report yeah. yet. But like, yeah. I think I'm going to rename it like, like taking care of business or like, like basically oh, like love that. this is, these are the guys that are like coming in and like doing yeah. their stuff, but like, I'm not worried about them kind of thing. Yeah. Um. But I, it remind me of that because I feel like he's, he's the, uh, I feel like this person's like, Oh, th- like I need to communicate this with you in case it's something yeah. Because otherwise, if I don't communicate, you're going to get up there and then, you know, that's just going to yeah. fall. It's going to jenga tower down. Yeah, exactly. And I feel like this, this also brings up the point that when I, especially when I'm talking to my students, like how much should you be communicating? Yeah. I err on the side of over communication. Yeah. And I recommend that other people do too, because I feel like if you have like, extra communication Mm -hmm. it's not necessarily harmful yes but if you don't communicate something then that's when people get upset yeah for sure for example like i will um that's why i have the baby list that way i can like (laughs) i call it the baby list like the the keep taking care of business like whatever list because then that way um you know these are guys who are coming in yeah, I
1: who might have something
0: right. I don't want it to be blasted all of a sudden. This yeah. person has like an Achilles tendinopathy that they've yeah. been dealing with a long time that I know about, but it hasn't been yeah. affecting their practice. Yeah, but it's something that like okay, keep this in mind. Yeah, or like um, if they're trying to figure out and like obviously it's not our job to figure out like who's who is gonna be like starter or like mm-hmm. not. But at least if like a starter's hurt, they can kind of see an idea of like how healthy yeah. um, is the rest of their depth.
1: Yeah, for sure.
0: Do you want to read the next one?
1: Yes, this one's by Marissa S. 21 sports when counting boys slash girls seasons separately. Six in the fall and s- six in the winter and nine in the spring. I've got lots of color-coded lists and calendars. My AD keeps the school calendar up to date pretty good overall, so I have that synced to my phone. Then I take that calendar and color code it in a list by day on an Excel sheet. Then input that color coded list onto a paper desk calendar. And finally, each month goes on my whiteboard wall calendar, which I also keep color coded. I have a sports med Instagram and I post the schedule each week and tag all the sports so they know where I'll be. And if something's missing or wrong, they let me know. Most of my coaches are good about realizing if I'm not at something, it's because they forgot to tell me about it and they take the blame and don't expect me to drop everything and get there.
0: Well, Isn't nice. that a great that culture? Nice. I was like, wow. To take responsibility. Oh, if this person's not here, hmm, I Whoops, wonder my fault. I wonder why <laughs> maybe they didn't know about it. Yes. And whose fault is that?
1: Yeah, I uh um uh, so I send like a welcome letter to the visiting athlete trainer. Now like for Community college, you know, in California, right? Not a lot outside of football. Not a lot of ats travel with their sports unless it's kind of postseason. But I Mm -hmm. still like to send it out just in case because I've literally had some visiting ats just show up during basketball. They're like, "Oh, I'm here." I'm like, "Oh,
0: I feel like basketball is more common because usually we only have basketball in the winter, so it's like, oh, we actually get to." Yeah.
1: So I was like, "Oh, this is kind of nice." So I was like, "Oh, I should send it." And then also I like sending it too because like if they're not going they can send it to the traveling party, like to the coaches, because it has a lot of logistical information. So now the coaches have it. So if I have to send someone to an ER, they have the list of, theoretically, I'm not saying that the <laughs> coaches actually do have it. Right, right. But theoretically, they should have that list of, oh, where are we going? Oh, they're going here? Oh, I do have that address. So um, I do like doing that. And it actually helped me one time because in my email, I always say like, oh, the game's this day at this time. And one of the visiting ATs was like, Hey, I thought it was... I have it at this time. Yep. Coach failed to let me know.
0: Oop. <laughs>
1: that the game time has changed. Um, Yay.
0: So I've had that at on different levels. Like I've had uh, coaches and ADs who are really, really good at mm-hmm. keeping me updated and keeping the website updated and kind of keeping everyone in the loop of when things are going to happen. Mm-hmm. But I've also had um, where coaches don't oh i've had an ad who literally and i i i want to say this ad might have been part time okay and i feel like that might have been yeah that might have been part of the dilemma um and i also feel like they were hired like super late so Mm. i feel like that also could have been um like looking at the whole picture like trying to see like why why (sighs) did i drive so far to have so many times that yeah that there were no games, yeah. <laughs> um, but eventually, what I end up having to do was I just asked the team manager because the coaches, like I asked the coaches, and the coaches were literally like out of sight, out of mind. Yeah. It was back when I was um, a part time as well, mm-hmm. um, and it was one of my first jobs, and so it, like I don't think that it was. I think it was more like an out of sight, out of mind thing. Yeah, um, but uh, so I end up asking my team manager who is now going to be an athletic trainer oh that's awesome by the way i didn't know that at the time um but uh i started asking my team manager and i was like can you please text me if anything changes if the schedule changes if the venue changes because i've had some of those like same time but no one's at the place where i am
1: yep i remember that
0: yeah and we didn't like our school didn't have like they were doing a lot of construction, yeah. And um, they didn't have like a um, a spot of their own yet, mm-hmm. and so we were like renting out a lot, a lot of like local yeah. facilities. So there was a lot of t- a lot of changes. Do you have any tips for juggling multiple sports at once?
1: No, I no because I'm still learning. Um... Yeah, I think like the biggest things are like at at like the most basic thing is like, hey, in season has to kind of take your a priority because mm-hmm. it's fair. hmm. Right. Like
0: it helps make your decision easier. Yeah.
1: Too. Right. Like people have like games coming up and like it like they need to get ready first. Right. Like you're doing your conditioning in like right. October. Right. Right, right. right. Like if you're a spring sport. Right. So it's like, yes, it is important. But when there's only one of me, right, <laughs> and all of you, like I have to make sure I'm giving as much attention as I can to to my in-season sports,
0: right. Someone did say that they said focus on in-season sports, but never turn down an athlete. Yeah, and I think true. this is something that is hard for people to do at mm-hmm. first. But you also have to, and I always like stress this: like you have to make each interaction meaningful, yes, because it's not always easy for an athlete to come into the athletic training room, in pain, vulnerable, asking for help, and they will remember if you are not able to help them. And I think that that's going to be a barrier in the future. Mm -hmm. Even if they're out of season and you make really good attempts to explain why you can't treat them, um, I think that's... You have to make that meaningful for them. So even like, you know, I can give you a bag of ice now if you ice or... You know, I can, um, you know, here's a foam roller. You can do this on your own or something that like you still give them an interaction rather than, nope, go away. Yeah. Because then when they're actually in season, they're going to be confused on when they can come to you.
1: Yeah. Um, Yeah. That's why I at least like, try to do something to the way the some kind of treatment i try to do at least if i can do something hands-on i'll try and do something hands-on obviously that's hard for a lot of people and i'm still balancing that because i have been so manual therapy based um but because you know a lot of people feel like oh i've gotten something done right i got treatment right i heat like like the athletic trainer helped me right even if even if like in reality hey it was something really quick we just hey just get Mm -hmm. this done real quick Mm -hmm. and then we'll move on the athlete doesn't necessarily know that they just know, Hey, they took care of me. All right. Right. So,
0: right. There's another thing. Someone, someone wrote was delegate tasks as much as possible. I kind of added to this because, um, student athletes can do their own treatment. Like they can get their own heat packs. I, I train them to go Mm -hmm. like, here's the heat, the hydroculator. Um, or like if a student can help them, um, make sure they go do that. Um, if they like, let's say they have, I have so many wrist sprains. Um, (laughs) so like it, or like finger sprains, they can go get the swelling down on their own. They can go get yeah. the massage lotion. Yeah. They can, like, start pushing the swelling. Like, do yeah. a little effleurage on themselves. They start to learn that, and then they start to do it themselves. Yeah. And then, suddenly, I don't have to do it. Yeah. That's and then, true. like, you teach them the exercises once, or you teach a student who can teach them the exercises, and suddenly, you don't yeah. have that person anymore. Yeah. You know? That's true. Or, if you have MSAT students, they can... Yeah, they can help you obviously but uh delegate those tasks mm-hmm. yeah for sure i'm trying to get more um there's like years that i'm like really good about it and like right now is not i'm like on the down but like the rehab sheets oh, yeah. i'm trying to get more and more people to actually have them because when they have them then they have a list of things that they can do
1: yeah, yeah but I need, to do that. I need to do better about that too
0: and on the rehab sheet i also include like some of the manual therapy things that we do. And I'm like, you can only do these like once or twice a week. Yeah. So like do all your, or, like come in, start your rehab, grab yeah. your rehab sheet, do your rehab. And then once you're done with all those, mm-hmm. if I'm free and if, if it's been like a while, yeah. then we can do the extra. Or if I'm dealing with someone who's like, yeah, I'm really trying to get them going. Mm-hmm. Then I can prioritize them and do yeah. more manual therapy yeah, or, sure. or, whatnot.
1: I know that's what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to put together some uh laminated uh, uh like recovery exercise sheets because oh. like for like shoulder like for my shoulder like a like mm-hmm. an arm care kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So that's my that's my big project for the year.
0: It's a good idea. Yeah. I get bored with it. I really like change. <laughs> I get really bored with a lot of things. So um I'm trying to put together a rehab like groups or ideas so like okay. here's a list of all the hamstring exercises yeah. that i know <laughs> and yeah. you get to pick five of them nice or like then i can look at it and then when i'm writing a rehab sheet i'd be like oh i haven't used this one in a while because i will forget about things yeah. if i don't see them So, like i'm trying to make like trying to keep yeah, that yeah. list updated it is nowhere near done but we're working on that slowly but surely i i've started it like since i was a student like years ago and it is like every once in a while, I yeah. um I remember and I do like a bunch and then I forget. Yeah. So another um tip that someone gave was to meet with coaches to talk about communication style.
1: Yes, overall that is that is a good thing to do. I have one coach where I literally brought that up and it's just
0: eh, eh, whatever. See, that's the thing. I'm it's like, like good it, talk. It's definitely hit or miss.
1: Yeah, it is hit or miss for <laughs> sure, but it is a good thing to at least do
0: right right i think it's a good thing to try (laughs) or at least like even this like if you don't want to sit down and have like an official meeting you can just like hey do you prefer call text or email yeah or in person like just yeah very simple um or hey is this working for you or is there a better way i can communicate with you yeah simple a lot of coaches like simple
1: they do like simple
0: One thing that I forget before we go, I actually want to stay talking about coaches. But one thing that I forgot uh, to talk about is um, someone said make a priority list of where I'll be each season, so there's no day of decision making Mm -hmm. and no arguing. I think that's really smart, especially if you're working with like a ton of sports. You're like, listen, uh, soccer, super high risk versus volleyball. Like, I'm gonna be over by soccer, but if volleyball needs me, you can call me. Yeah. Um. So going back to the coach thing, we have. Um, talking about like how you communicate with coaches, we have in person versus not, we have an injury report. And then I also included, um, just like a quick question. Like if you've ever worked with a super great, easy to work with coach, which I hope that all of us have, like, I hope that all of us have worked, have, have had that green grass on the other side. I have. Um, what, and I asked what made that coach so great? Like, what is that gold standard of that coach athletic trainer relationship and how did that play out and how are you trying to like achieve yeah that with your other coaches
1: um it was it was just a i think like his willingness to work with me mm-hmm. right like he understood that like if i'm if i'm telling him hey this person can't do this like he knows like okay like
0: I'm not out to get you. Yeah,
1: like he he would know, like okay, shoot, like like Rand like Randy's doing this to give me the best chance of having my athlete, right? That doesn't mean like he he would just like when I tell him something, he'd be like, oh okay, right? Like there were times we would have a discussion, but see that's the thing, it was a discussion, it wasn't an right. argument, it right. wasn't him trying to get like a ridiculous request, like right. basically asking for his cake and eating it too, right? He would ask, he's like okay what about this? Like, what if I, right. And like, there's times I th- I'd sit there and be like, because I trusted him, I can give him more leeway. Like, you mm-hmm. know what? That might be possible. All right, mm-hmm. let me, let's mm-hmm. see what we can do. And he was also really good about like, because luckily where I was at, I was able to be at practice. Mm-hmm. So if there was a drill, like the athlete and he was pretty good about asking, Hey, can they do this drill? Cause like I w- before practice, I'd talk to him and be like, Hey, they probably can't do this, this and this. Mm-hmm. And then sometimes they would have a drill I was like, hey, well, what about this? And I'd be like, okay, wait, let me watch it. Let me kind of see what it looks like. And then I'd kind of give a decision like, yeah, you know what? They're probably fine to do that. Or yeah, no, probably not. So um, I think that was really just it, kind of understanding that like I'm here to give you your best shot, Mm -hmm. like for your athletes um, and to make sure they're safe. Um, Like I said, there were times that he definitely like didn't like the decision sometimes, (laughs) But all in all, like, I think it was a really big respect between the both of us. Like, we just had a really good communication. Um, like I said, like, he would try to negotiate, and that, and, that, and that's fine because it's not an argument. We're having right. a discussion. Right. And he would know, like, I'd tell him, like, hey, if you're trying to go this aggressive, this is, this is what could happen. Right. And he kind of would be able to make, like, okay, so.
0: I call that negotiation. Yes. I got to go negotiate. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the thing. It's like... For like ninety percent of things, we really don't have a hard stop because not everything is by the book. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like concussions are the closest thing to like, nope, yeah, like what I say goes. Mm-hmm. But otherwise, it's like, okay, ankle sprain. Well, this person is going to be different than this person, yeah. and how much can this person like even from day two to day three? Yeah. They've progressed a lot more than I thought they would, or yeah. they they had a setback because we did too much yesterday. So I feel like there's a lot more like leeway within a lot of our decisions. Yeah, for sure. Um, some things that other people said about what makes, makes their favorite coach so great, um, printed multiple month calendars with games and practices or let me know about schedule changes. I feel like we talked about that it. Okay. My current football coach. (laughs) Amazing. Like, I have the schedule for almost eight months out, I think. Yeah. Literally, like, day-by-day day, times mm-hmm. that are written on there for everything. So I can see when they're in meetings, when they're meeting with their eligibility people, when they're meeting with me. Yeah. Like, if if he didn't write treatment on there, I'll text him and be like, hey, treatment's at this time. He'll put it on there. It's, yeah. uh, it's a live google doc calendar Mm -hmm. i don't know how he did it it's amazing and that is like so simple yeah he just sends the link out yeah and that's how he keeps everyone updated
1: yeah that's awesome
0: Mm Mm-hmm. it's pretty great it makes and then even like the days off like we are not doing anything this day yeah so then i can see that like way far in advance yeah another pe- un- um some other people say 100% trust and respect.
1: Yeah, I think that's a big one.
0: Mhm. Well, th- okay. So I was thinking about this because one of my hands down favorite coaches to work with mm-hmm. was absolutely the worst at telling me schedule changes. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> Which that, like that to
0: me, like I thought that that would be like g- like deal breaker. Yeah. Like why would I want to work with a coach who would not update me when the players are on campus versus off campus? If they're not going that day and I came early or if I get to work and they're practicing already, like that was super annoying. Yeah, that's super frustrating. (laughs) Super annoying. But why was that one of my favorite coaches? (laughs) Well, because everything I said was trusted and respected. When it came down to my medical decisions, it was... They were not questioned, yeah, and like what I said was able to just go. I had another coach on the complete opposite spectrum <laughs> who I was not a big fan of working with, um because actually that's most people, I should say most people weren't a fan of working with this coach, yeah. I was warned when I came in um, that this coach, we, they had problems with this person uh-huh. and it was difficult to work with this person. Um, but the reality was this coach was not a yeller. They didn't yell at me for my decisions. They did make me try to feel guilty yeah. about like certain things like, oh, but this this is such a good person. Like, how oh, could this kid, how could you take this opportunity away from them? that's what it, that's what this person said all the time. Um, but I think that what actually made it so not so bad was that this coach actually at the end of the day, at the end of the 20 minute long phone call on my way to work, um, this coach actually listened. Yeah. Like it took a long time. We talked every single day on the phone in person. Yeah. Um, this coach went to my admin about me multiple times, but at the end of the day, they listened to yeah. me because they mm-hmm. knew deep down Yeah that what I said had to go. And yeah. I think that's what really made it not that bad. Yeah, true.
1: Yeah, it's very true.
0: A lot of people also said when coaches care about the athlete health versus just winning
1: yeah, I think that's a big one too. Um again, the coach that I worked with, the perfect coach. <laughs> um like he was still a coach, so like when there were athletes they were out for a while. Mhm. And like when you when you get to that point right, you're still kind of like for the athlete, you're still trying to figure out do I want to try and come back? Do I want right. to register this year kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And like he would have a conversation with I never felt like it was like a pressuring conversation. Mhm. But I still know, like he has a bias, right?
0: Right. right.
1: He would love to have you on the field, <laughs> right. right? It's more trying to see if he can get you to feel comfortable,
0: mm-hmm.
1: right? See if mm-hmm. he can help motivate you in that regard, right? It was never like, oh, you should be like. I never felt like he was maliciously pressuring people. Mm-hmm. Um, I just think he was just he was just kind of doing his job of I want my best player out there. We'll see what we can do with you. Right. I'm not, mm-hmm. They're not going to just put this athlete in harm's way. Right. But it, I would rather have you out there than not. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I definitely felt like, like that makes a big difference that the, uh, that the coach really kind of realizes that like, Hey, I kind of care more a little bit more about the athlete's health than just winning a, a couple of games. Mm-hmm. Right. Because, you know, the athlete's going to have to live with this for life. Right? right. And I've seen it on that flip side where, you know, I've seen like those coaches that talk all the talk of like how much they care about their athletes, but man, when it boils down to something like this, how much does that care matter anymore? Right. All right. So I've seen I've seen both sides of uh of that spectrum.
0: I've had a coach who one of my football players had a concussion and they were completely cleared. Um, but it took a while to get clearance. Yeah. Um And so technically, like their clearance was Thursday or Friday before our Saturday game. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we I talked with our team physician and I talked with um, my head coach and my head Mm -hmm. coach called me and said, hey, I'm thinking about playing this person. I know that they're cleared, but we kind of talked about how it would it would be better if we save them for the next game versus this game just to err on the side of caution. Mm -hmm. Are you okay with me? putting them for in for a couple drives. Nice. And so we, we were able to talk about like uh, like the weight of different things. And I thought that was really awesome that yeah. that he reached out to me. Yeah, for sure. Lastly, someone wrote, uh, treated me like a family or part of the team. Yeah, that's a big one too. Mm-hmm. It's nice to feel like you belong. Yes.
1: Especially after all the work that I have <laughs> done for your
0: team. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's move into injury reports because I okay. feel like this is kind of the bulk of our episode. Yes. Is gonna be how well first of all, how do you communicate with your coaches? Um most people said in person yes. with about forty seven percent, followed by call or text forty two percent. And surprisingly, only nine percent said email. Interesting. But I'm wondering if those are the people I mean, like I guess primarily, what are you communicating by? I think most people don't primarily communicate by email.
1: Yeah. For me, it kind of depends right now, mm-hmm. uh, depending on the coach. Uh, when I had one team, mm-hmm. it was all three.
0: Oh, oh, I was like, all three people? All three call, text, oh, email, yeah. Oh, yeah. in was, person? At the
1: end of the day, there was an injury report emailed. i text them to update on what's going on. And then mm-hmm. more than likely, the next day, i go into the office to talk to them.
0: Right. Um, oh, yeah. Also, uh, as far as like in person for injury updates or scheduling, um, most people just said occasionally. It's not like a regular thing. Twenty eight percent of people said regularly. Um I try to do regular. I don't anymore. I used to be regular, now I'm more occasional, but uh last my last job, um, I was really I would say that I was really close with my football coaches, mm-hmm. at least um a lot of the assistant coaches as well. Um, but the um, every Wednesday I would go in and talk. So every day I would send an injury report, but then every Wednesday I would go in to their, like where they were, the where they were during yeah. meetings. Um, and I would talk to all the assistant coaches. Nice. Yeah. So then nice. like, I mean, there we had a lot different than I have now. Like, I don't think there's yeah. ever a place where like all of our coaches are. At one time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like I was able to kinda go and they gave me a like special knock, which I literally could not remember <laughs> for the life of me, do not know why. But they like wouldn't open the door because they thought I was an athlete. And I they were like, No, you have to have this special knock. Oh my gosh. So and I was funny. like, Okay, let me see if I remember it. And then yeah. I did it and then they were like, No, that wasn't it. We thought you were an athlete. And so oh I just gosh. texted them. I was like, Can you please let me in? This is me. It's me it's outside. Me. <laughs> I think it was really nice to do, like, in person every week. Yeah. Um, also, just because it turned into, like, just joking and stuff um, and, like, like, just hanging out and, yeah, and yeah. with a side of, you know, Work. giving actual updates. And it, I felt like it really built my rapport, but I, I haven't figured that out yet in my new job. Yeah. So you still send an injury report, right? Or do you not?
1: Uh, hybrid right now. Uh, only one of my teams I have. Uh, I'm still trying to work out see if it's feasible to do it for the rest. Mm-hmm. I don't like to just do things and then like,
0: oh right, right. And then no I'm right. gonna have to
1: stop because I'm like, oh, I can't.
0: Right, right. So
1: I'm still trying it out, but so far it's doing, it's going okay. But so yes, I do. I like doing that though. Yeah, because it's it's something in writing
0: mm-hmm. that the that like, no one can dispute.
1: Yeah, that coach sees. So when they say, oh, I wasn't told that. No, you actually had an email. Right at this time. Right with this. Right. So it's a nice way of uh putting our conversation on paper.
0: Um some people say that they send something. Actually most uh no, actually 29% people say they don't send anything. Okay. 27%. Actually all of these are pretty close. 27% said I send something but not an official injury report. Mm-hmm. And then I guess actually yes always and yes sometimes. Yeah. Like those are two different categories both at 22%, but I guess if you add those together, that does make the majority. Yeah. So people do send yeah something yeah um or say At least they do something. send they do send an injury report only 29% of people don't send anything yeah. which i imagine those people probably just talk in person mm-hmm. or something Um, Justin N said, for our injury report, we include name, extremity affected, suspected injury, status for practice, status for conditioning, status for weights, and then notes for goals and more detail of what they can and cannot do. Nice. We include the coaches, strength coach, and all AT staff so they can check it daily. It's very helpful and a good idea. I've never been anywhere else that has done this, and I'm very impressed with it. Nice. That's awesome. So I do... um, (laughs) My injury report's a little bit elaborate. Um, uh, I do... Their name, their position, because I I only send an injury report for football. Mm-hmm. I've thought about for the other sports, um, but it's really hard for me to keep tr- like yeah. keep on it. Yeah, I see, that's t- the thing, right? I like... need to get better. Um, um, but I have their name and position because, and actually, I really, really the position is a little bit selfish for me because. Mm-hmm. Um, I order it by that so that way I can I can see trends like oh my goodness the entire O line is injured yeah or like wow we have so many DBs right now yeah. who are like not feeling good but or like but I also color code it so it's like oh look they're all on there but they're all green yeah so like I'm not as worried about that yeah. but like there's a high incidence of them yeah. you know um I also have the body part slash injury. So sometimes mm-hmm. sometimes I'll write like right knee sprain and then I'll like put in parentheses like ACL or MCL yeah. or like something. that Or sometimes I just write like right shoulder sprain. Mm-hmm. Or, and then um, their practice status, their game status, which isn't updated until Wednesday of the week. Mm-hmm. And then a category for notes and then a category for return to play. Nice. Of like notes and then i also don't update every single line every single day so i write um the date updated in the far left column so then the coaches can just scan and be like oh this is this hasn't changed yeah and then um and then i also include the baby list down below the list that's like taking care of business or like minor injuries to keep on radar everything's color-coded green yellow red green is go yellow is limited red is stop yeah like out i like it it works for me
1: it does work for you that's right
0: sometimes it takes a while just the formatting but but it's also like easier for i send it all in the same email like i just hit reply all oh okay and so then you can also scroll through and see like trent like yeah how long has this person been on the intro because yeah. it's a live document that i give to my coaches okay but what i found with the live document is coaches don't they forget about it yeah and so, sometimes, like, with the live document before, I've been, like, hey, I just updated the document. But then they have to go find it. Yeah. So, then I was, like, oh, maybe I'll just send the link every time. But then I was, like, you know what? No, I'll just have the live document so they can see it 100% of the time. Mm-hmm. But then um, I'll just, like, I literally, I have an Excel, but then I just, like, copy this, the squares mm-hmm. of, like, the... um. The main injury report okay. and then i paste it in the body of an email nice yeah because I, then if you add it as an attachment they won't open it
1: yeah or maybe they can't they right sometimes the computer doesn't work out very well right um i used to do a live document too with uh uh the last place i was at, which i thought was very very convenient um i liked it and same thing i'd text him when it was updated and i'd include the link so
0: mm-hmm. then
1: because I know they'll lose it. Right. Mean, right. It's right. it's hard to manage like one part- particular link. Right. Um.
0: I realized that when my one of my coaches was like, "Where's the link? Where's the link? Like yeah. all the time. Where's the link? go, like, oh, okay, here's um, here's the link."
1: But now I'm playing around with because like sportswear has like oh yeah an, an option to make it. So mm-hmm. since I'm already my documentation's been impeccable this year. I've, oh wow! I'm on fire. I've, i wish of, i could say the same i'm very proud of the efforts that i've put into that but since i'm already on there it's just i'm trying to keep it all in one place so i could boom boom just. Mm-hmm. so i am playing around with Sportswear's like already like injury report system mm-hmm. i think it's been cool
0: um i used to do it on sportswear i think it takes too long and it doesn't do what i want that's why that is it. the one thing
1: I, I, it doesn't have like it doesn't do it the way I would necessarily want it done. It's fine. It, like it's good enough for me. Right. Like it. Like I said, I'm already on sportswear so much. I just feel like, hey, I'd rather do this than shift. I don't like screens. that.
0: You have to click and then click and then click yeah. and then click. I'd rather just click and type. Yeah. And I, wish, move on. I wish they Enter. Didn't, I wish I didn't Enter. include
1: my diagnosis into the injury report either. Like they'll, it has the words like tendinitis or like sprain. Well, usually, usually, when I do mine, uh-huh. I just l- keep it generic with pain, like shoulder pain, I, yeah. And I, then I explain it to the coaches right, what's going on.
0: Right. It depends for me. Like things that have been ongoing for a very long time, mm-hmm. or things that I've already communicated to coach. Yeah. Then I'll put like actual like Achilles tendinopathy or something. But for things that I, um. I haven't. Like, I'll put, like, shoulder pain yeah. or, like, low back pain or, like, something like that. Yeah. So, back to those live documents. Mm-hmm. 21% of people said they use a live document. 45% of people say that they update it uh, whenever they remember or have an update. It's yeah. not, like, a regular thing. Yeah. And then only 17% of people said daily and 17% said weekly.
1: Nice. Yeah, I try to do daily. Um
0: I'll try. Do you want to read this next one? Yes,
1: this one's by Jillian A., For football, daily, track and cross-country, weekly, slash when something new pops up. Our strength coaches like consistency, so both injury reports are basically the same. We include injury, practice status as as able, modified, out, lift status as able, modified, out. A notes area. I like to color code for ease, green, yellow, red, for coaches. And for football, we include a next game prediction, probable, questionable, doubtful, out. Nice, I like that. That's cool.
0: Yeah, I found that that's been really helpful for me too. They're the only ones I do game up. Plus it
1: makes them. them feel like they're in the NFL.
0: <laughs> oh, um today. I did have one place where my equipment um guy asked for who was out so then they didn't have to get the um, gear out for that. Person. Exactly. Nice. Otherwise, I just include strength coach, yeah. athletic trainers, um head coach and then uh, like the all the full-time head coaches and then yeah. all the um or not all the full-time coaches Mm -hmm. on the staff and then uh whoever asks me to be on the injury report for the assistant coaches i can add them um our last thing is just talking about schedules and um kind of uh calendars and keeping organized okay so um i did ask about like staff meetings to discuss upcoming schedules. I know you guys do a lot differently than we do. So for our context, Randy is at a community college um, with three athletic trainers, and I'm at a co- community college with three athletic trainers. And this is what we talk about like so much, I feel like on this podcast mm-hmm. is even within the setting, it is so different yeah. from place to place to place. Yeah. So, and we talk about this with burnout a lot, like even if someone's burnt out in one setting people are like oh change settings sometimes you don't have to change the settings. sometimes you just have to change the place the work environment um because you guys don't even talk about when you guys are going in right because you guys are very separate
1: yeah yeah um i mean i we have a general idea of when people are coming but i don't know like my other my colleagues i don't like if something changes i'm not sure
0: Right, like right. if
1: if that person's in, I kind of go off of where we are at in the season. I am kind of like, okay, they should probably be in there unless they've said otherwise. But yeah, I don't.
0: We have a Google schedule because we we also all share a lot of things, mm-hmm. and we also all share um, an office, and we all share uh, the main atr. And so we kind of have to know when people are coming in. So well, we
1: and also too, it's a little bit easier because like so me, I am in the gym, right, where one, where the other two are in the stadium. So, I mean, it is, it just makes it a, a different wrinkle because, like, I'm not right. in necessarily their vicinity the entire time to be like,
0: oh, hey, you know, I'm probably coming in at this time tomorrow. Right, so. right. I mean, it makes sense. But we have a Google, it, it's actually a Google sheet. So it's um like, it's like an Excel, but yeah. um I made it into a calendar kind mm-hmm. of, and it calculates for our part times, it calculates their hours so yeah. that, like, we know. And then we also have a student section where they can enter like what time mm-hmm. they're going to be in, they know what time we're going to be in. It has the home games, the away games, notes for the day, like just and then where each of us are going to be so then everyone can kind of be on the same page. Yeah. For um staff meetings, <laughs> 43% of people said they never have staff meetings to discuss schedules and only 24 said always. Interesting. Um Stephanie W said I meet with our district ad once a week which really helps the mental load schedules any t- any items I need to address That's awesome Which I used to, I used to meet with my ad pretty regularly but I feel like now I have I don't think I've even met with my ad once
1: Yeah I mean I feel like I feel like it it might be different depending on the um uh setting um I know where I was at before I was on 3 meetings a week with the AD staff because I was also a part of the AD staff as director of sports med. So we met, I mean, a lot of it I didn't necessarily have for them. Right. I was just there. Mm -hmm. And there was some stuff that they would bring up that, oh, sports med had to be involved with. Um, So I would do three meetings a week with the um, AD staff. And then I tried to do at least amongst our staff, a meeting once a month. Okay. Um, Yeah. Like, I think that just, I think it's better. Mm-hmm. Um, just because now everything's a little more formal, so when something's asked, it's not like oh it got lost in the jumble or I don't know what that means. No, like we can talk about it. This is why it's important. Questions: Is there a better way to go about it? Stuff like that. Mm-hmm. All right. So That's a good I idea. I do miss as as tedious as annoying meetings can be. I do miss that because that was a perfect place to air out stuff. Right. To right. Bring it's, up. It's hey, called
0: communication. Yeah,
1: I, <laughs> hey, this is I have a concern. Right, and we can talk about it in, like, an actual formal environment.
0: Right. So we have one last story, and this one kind of relates to schedules, and you know, schedules go beyond what you have at work. Yes. And that's exactly what work-life balance is. That's true. You want to read it?
1: Yes. This one's by Stephanie W. Since my husband is also in sports, a radio play-by-play for a different school, and we have a toddler, I have to go week by week. I have multiple print schedules and also rely on coaches to keep their schedules updated in rank one as it syncs with my phone. However, as they are coaches, they have to be reminded to keep schedules up to date. I'm the only AT at a medium sized high school and I have to focus on in season sports first with scheduling. I never turn down an athlete, but if I have kids waiting to get taped or evaluated, I'll triage for in season first. True.
0: So other people said like uh, they use like desk. They they swear by desk and written calendars. Uh-huh. Um, some people planner. said planners. Some I people said whiteboard calendars. Some people say like online. I would say mm-hmm. that we use all of the above and <laughs> not just awful. not just like individually. Yeah. Um. Or not just like together. I mean, yeah, yeah, like yeah. literally all of the above. Yeah. Like paper calendars. We have a one of our greatest additions. Um. A giant. It's like thirty-four by thirty-four inches whiteboard calendar in uh-huh. our atr love that it keeps everyone on the same page nice. and same ideas um but yeah our our biggest one is online and the and like you've gotten way more into paper paper planners than i have yeah. the problem that i have is if i'm on the go i don't i, I don't have, have it planner. Yeah. right do you have anything else to add randy uh
1: no uh communication's important yes very important. And you know what? It, yeah, you're going to have difficult coaches. You're going to have great coaches. It's just, you just got to find what kind of works for you at the end of the day. Um, I mean, try to accommodate, like, if it is a difficult coach. Okay, well, what's going to make them at least happier? Maybe they're not going to be happy. <laughs> but what do they feel comfortable with? Mm-hmm. And they may not give you anything. So then at that point, it's just, well, I'm going to do, like, what I think is effective. So,
0: Right. So, anyway, this was a story episode. We do every other education. We do every other episode as education or stories. So, next week we are going back to our education. It is a reporting year. We are running out of time for CEUs. And that
1: that education episode will be the last CEU of this reporting cycle.
0: Yes. So, make sure you check out next episode. If you're interested in our CEUs, head over to our website. Or um, in the show notes, there's information on more CUs. Um, if you are interested in MedBridge, which is also a CU service, we have a code Corner to get $150 off. And then lastly, we do have some more tools for staying organized and on task at work. We're going to put it in our Facebook group, um, just kind of a condensed list of what people said. And then also, um, just we want to share what you guys are interested in too and know what you use to stay organized. So head over to our Facebook group, facebook.com slash group slash AT Corner podcast. And I think that's it.
1: Perfect. Thank you for helping us showcase athlete training behind the tape. Bye.